I'm Jess Connolly, and you are listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. We exist to equip and encourage kingdom women who are using their God-given gifts for the good of others and the glory of God. If you are a mom, a student, an artist, a doctor, we are hoping that this episode will leave you encouraged and ready to run. We're so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey, friends. Jess here. Listen, today's episode of the Go and Tell Gals podcast is going to be a little bit different. This episode will air on Thursday of Holy Week. It's the week that we, as a collective community of Christians, really pay a lot of attention to the resurrection, to the work of Jesus that He did on the cross and raising from the dead, coming to bring our healing and salvation and redemption and renewal in hand. And so rather than an interview or coaching session, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the women of the resurrection. Now, here's the deal. Jesus is the hero of the resurrection story. There's no doubt about it. Jesus is the one that gave his body and his blood on our behalf for our sin, that we might be united with God, that we might be a part of the family of God, that we might be absolved from our sin, that we might experience freedom, that we might experience healing, that we might know resurrection for eternity. So he is the hero. He is the focal point of the story. But here at Go and Tell Gals, we feel partial to the women of the resurrection. And by that, I mean some of the real historical women who played important roles during that week. And one reason this is so important to us and we like to pay attention to the women of the resurrection is because it's where we get the name for our organization, Go and Tell Gals. If you've never heard this, we get the name Go and Tell from John chapter 20 when Jesus reveals himself to Mary Magdalene, the first person who gets to see him, recognize him, interact with him after the resurrection. And he tells her, go and tell. He sends her off on this beautiful mission to testify to what he has done. And we live unto that same calling today that we believe Jesus is looking at each of us, commissioning us to go and tell. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you've got time this week to reflect on the hero of our story and what he is doing in your life and what he did in your life thousands of years ago. But I want to just pay attention to a few quick things that we notice the women of the resurrection doing. Now, some of these are going to be out of order, but they feel important to me. First, I want to just look at Luke chapter 23, where we hear this. A large number of people were following Jesus, including the women who mourned and wailed for him. This is just prior to his death. And I want to say one thing that we see the women of the resurrection doing right here is feeling. We see them it says mourning and wailing. And so I don't know if you need the reminder that your emotions are an important part of how you interact with God and His story and the big picture of what He's doing. 
And I love that these women are expressing what is heartbreaking because it is in fact heartbreaking. And actually Jesus goes on to tell them in Luke 23, don't mourn for me, but mourn for these other things. Mourn that this is all, you know, so heavy. You should read it in context and pay attention to what he's saying there. But he doesn't say don't mourn. <laughs> he doesn't say, hey, no big deal. Don't worry about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise from the dead in three days. We follow a father and we have a friend and savior, Jesus, who actually makes space for our emotion. And so I want to encourage you that feeling is an important part of interacting with Jesus and feeling and it is an important part of resurrection. Next in John chapter 19, again, near the death of Jesus, we see this beautiful story about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it says, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Hey gals, we have a quick question for you. What would it take to make a lasting change in your life? To finally shift your habits and set goals that matter? In her new book, Reset, licensed counselor Deborah Faleda wants to help you break free from the unhealthy cycles that have left you feeling burnt out and discouraged. Deborah writes, You're not alone in having something in your life you want to shift. Wanting to change is evidence of humility and strength, of maturity and growth. It tells me that you see weak spots in your life and you want to get better, stronger, and healthier. Reset will walk you through 31 powerful practices that are grounded in psychology and rooted in God's Word. Each practical exercise will give you the power to own your thoughts, understand your feelings, and ultimately change your life. No matter how many times you've fallen back into old thought patterns and unhelpful habits, Reset will empower you to make changes that you can be proud of. You can find Reset by Deborah Fuleta, linked below in our show notes, on Amazon or from your favorite bookseller. Now, back to our episode. We actually know this is John writing it. One of my favorite things about John is that he always calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved because he was so secure in his relationship with him. But I love that we see Jesus right before his death establishing relationship and communion within humans. And so I would say right here, not only do we see the women huddled together, probably providing comfort and peace and safety and security for one another, but also we see Jesus uniting John and his mother and saying, this relationship matters. This is important. Take care of each other. And so one thing we see the women of the resurrection doing is communing, communing together letting their relationships be important and be tantamount on such a momentous occasion. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season, as you pay attention to resurrection and renewal in your own life, I pray you make space for communing with others, for establishing relationships, for leaning on one another, for providing and needing within each other and within your relationships in the healthiest way. 
Next, one of my favorite things is that we we kind of don't see it explicitly said, but we know it to be true, is in between John chapter 19 and chapter 20, before Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb to see her Rabboni, as she says, what we see her do is take a Sabbath because it's the Sabbath day and she wants to honor keeping that holy. And so while she wants to get to the body of her friend and Savior Jesus and prepare his body for burial, she takes the Sabbath day as holy and does not go on that day, does not work. And I'm always impressed by this part of the story to remember that in such a dire and important and wild and harrowing time, Mary still obeyed her father by resting. So we see the women obey their father through the power of rest. And in the name of Jesus, I pray in this season, you have time and make time and space to do that as well that as important as your days are, as pivotal of a season you may be in, that God gives rest to those He loves and you can commune with Him and get what you need from His presence and from the peace of rest as you go. Lastly, I'll never get over it. John chapter 20, we hear this. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. A lot of theologians call Mary an apostle to the apostles. She was the one who brought the good news to the good news. And I love that what we see Mary doing right here is testifying. And so this is your invitation, if you need one, to testify to what God has done and is doing in your life. Just like Mary had the proximity to Jesus, the closeness and relationship and also the physical closeness to see what was happening. I want to encourage you to take advantage of the proximity that you have to Jesus. You don't have to get closer to Him. He has come all the way for you, but we get to agree and take advantage of the proximity we have to Him, to obey Him, to listen to Him, to pay attention to Him, to watch His hand, to watch his character, to watch his eyes, to see where he's moving and what he's doing, and to testify to anyone who will listen about what we see. We get to be women who come and see the Lord, who come and see renewal, who come and see resurrection, who come and see miraculous things and In the name of our friend and Savior, Jesus, we get to be women who go and tell, who testify, who share, who proclaim, who teach, who use everything we have to share the good news of our friend and Savior, Jesus. And so I pray you find yourself able to access some of these incredible roles that we see the women of the resurrection fulfilling. Make time to feel this week. Make time to commune with others this week. Make time to rest in the name of Jesus this week and make time to testify, to go and tell, because this is who you were made to be. In Jesus' name. Let's go. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast episode. 
We would be so blessed if you would take a minute to leave a review wherever you've listened to this podcast. You're also welcome and encouraged to share this on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you use social media. We'd also love to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or send us a message on Facebook. Shoot us an email. We love to connect with you to hear how we can encourage you and further equip you. God is mighty in you. Let's keep going. Thank you.